1: Every week, it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and financial vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dine with Amy Irvine and special guest, Susan Bartone. Susan is the owner of Mud Pies, which is a delightful company that serves up treats that will make your mouth just water for more. I have to apologize upfront as we had a little bit of a technical difficulty in the middle of the podcast. So you're gonna notice at about, I guess, point 20, that there's some change in the volume. It was us. We're fortunate we were able to recover this podcast. At one point, I thought we weren't even gonna be able to release it as it was, but I think you'll find that it's worth listening to even with the little hiccup in the middle. And there's lots of ways that you can reach out and contact Susan and get some of her special treats. So as you sit on back, maybe even order up some of her special treats, grab your favorite glass of ice wine that would go lovely with them. I think you'll very much enjoy the show. And special shout out to the winery that we're featuring right now, Vice. They are on Cuca Lake. As you'll hear me mention, I am enjoying their Chardonnay and really liking what they have to offer. So maybe you'll even grab a glass of that and listen. So sit on back and enjoy the show. So Susan, welcome so much to Wine and Dime. We're so excited to have you on the show. And for those of you that are wondering how Susan and I met, she actually is the lady behind the delicious cookies that many of our clients have received over the last couple of years. Um, They usually, a portion of them ends up going to Florida with me as well because they're so good (laughs) that they're like the special warm treat. Um, that that we get to share with everybody. So she owns the company called Mud Pies, which I think is just a very unique name. And um, she also enjoys drinking a glass of wine or two as well. So welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you.
0: Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it and I appreciate the opportunity to share my story and my journey with you. Yeah. So let's
1: start with the wine tip selection since both you and I like wine and it is a
0: Friday afternoon. What might Mm
1: -hmm. you be drinking?
0: So Currently, I am drinking a local wine, a local Riesling from Point of the Bluff Vineyard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, It's a 2016 semi-dry Riesling, um, 90 points. And the story behind that is I have a girlfriend who actually runs their tasting room and when COVID started and everything got locked down, of course, I couldn't get my local wines that I usually did. And I had reached out to her for some suggestions and I found that they ship. Mm-hmm. So I ordered um, some through their website and it has been a favorite. It was the first time I tried it. Um, and I am definitely a fan of it. It's very good.
1: Are you usually a white fan, white wine fan? Or are you like both?
0: I always drink both, but typically I always was a red wine fan mm-hmm. um, you know in the summer I would so. tend to drink a little more white mm-hmm. but usually always red but um, as I've heard a lot of people say you know your tastes kind of change and evolve mm-hmm. over time and now I'm kind of shifting to a white mm-hmm. but I'm, I do I will drink either
1: I do think it's weather driven for me it definitely is weather driven I'm mm-hmm. actually um, uh, drink going to be going to be drinking when I'm drinking a glass of wine this evening, a Chardonnay, which is, you know, I'm typically mm-hmm. a white, but this is mm-hmm. a Chardonnay from Domaine Le And they actually have two Chardonnays. They have one that's un and one that's oaked. So if you mm. like that minerally kind of style Chardonnay, then they have the mm-hmm. steel steel barrel aged. And if you like that oaky buttery kind of Chardonnay, then they have the, the oak. I tend to go towards the oaky one, that full mouth flavor. But the interesting thing about their uh, steel barrel is the way that th- they are from France, they're originally the owners are, and mm-hmm. they actually turn their barrels once a week. So even the steel barrel aged wines still have that full you know, body mouth feel. So- um, I don't think you can go wrong with either one today. It's uh, about 89 degrees, I think, <laughs> right now. So, <laughs> yeah. A, a nice, cool Chardonnay or Riesling, I think, fits right into the bell today.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. I agree. It's a, it's a little warm and muggy. <laughs> but we love
1: it. We don't want to complain, right?
0: Oh, no, absolutely not. I would much rather have this than (laughs) than that that W word, (laughs) the W word. Yeah. So, I really
1: want to dig into your, your journey. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, you own mud pies, but there's so much more to your story and how that came to fruition. And my goodness, if you're not on, if you don't already follow Susan and her Facebook page, hop on over to her Facebook page because she puts the most delicious looking <laughs> treats out there. Like, oh, I need to move closer to this woman. Uh, but tell us how you started the company how you,
0: what your journey is. So where to start? So the business officially started in 2012. If you back up from there, um, you know, I held a few different jobs, basically was a stay-at-home mom um, raising the kids. Um, To go before that, I was raised out in the country. Um, We had a garden, we really lived off the land. Um, My parents were, I would say, In general, the people that kind of gave me the background Mm -hmm. to get started without even realizing it at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we were constantly creating new things with what we had on hand, Um, always helping my mom and my dad in the Mm -hmm. kitchen. Um, They were both very good cooks. And then, you know, for Christmas, I got a holly hobby oven. (laughs) Yes, which was golden to me at the time. Um, My mom humored me because she let me put whatever I could into that oven, whether it would bake or not. Um, And I had a girlfriend um, that lived on a farm up the road. Um, I was raised with three brothers. So I was very appreciative to have a girl close by who enjoyed cooking. And We made a lot of pies made of mud Mm -hmm. and decorated them with dandelions, daisies, you know, whatever wildflowers we could find. So if you fast forward, um, I've always enjoyed baking. I found it um, very relaxing, nurturing. Of course, I loved the taste of everything. Um, and that was one of those people that everyone always said, you should, you should start a business. You should start a business. And that was the farthest thing from my mind. Well, as the kids got a little bit older and didn't need mom as much. Um, you know, when the carpooling started to die down a little bit, um, I thought about this a little bit more and because I needed something with a lot of flexibility, but I could also control a lot um, Mm -hmm. because I still want to be very involved with um, the boys and helping with them and being involved with their sport. So I gave it a lot of thought and i was more nervous. I think to put myself out there because everybody has a different taste palette. Mm-hmm. And so for me to take that jump and that risk to put myself out there was terrifying. Um, but I also knew I am never going to know if I don't try. So I started uh, basically in 2012, just very, very low key, very, very quiet. I attended um, a couple of craft fairs. One was in Camp Bell. Um, I don't even remember where the other one was. Oh, actually, it was a was at a farmer's market off in Penny Inn somewhere. Hmm. And I had some pretty good response. So I was like, okay. And at that point in time, mind you, I probably only had less than, 10 things. And these were all items that, um, were either passed down in generation from my family or something that I have just created because my family loved it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started the farmer's markets here in Corning. And right away, after about three weeks, I was having repeat customers. And it was just a very humbling, very exciting experience Mm -hmm. because I was honestly shocked that um, I was getting the feedback that I did because I just didn't anticipate it. Um, and it was very exciting. So it just kind of grew from there. And I didn't advertise specifically because I was afraid of not being able to control the output in the sense of I really needed to be hands-on at home and also do my business. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a word of mouth and find me at the farmer's market. Um, And I also, at that point in time, when I first started, did Wholesaling cakes to a business in Watkins, so that was fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, Seneca Lodge was one of them. I did apple pies for them and some gourmet brownies, which they served à la mode. Um, in the other business, I don't believe. I think that has closed. That closed mm-hmm. down a couple of years ago, but it was an Italian restaurant in Montour. Mm-hmm. So I kind of grew a little bit from there, um, and then as you know, the kids got older. Um, I started getting orders on the side. I started picking up, um, some wholesale here in Corny. Mm-hmm. Um, And then I just slowly started advertising and, you know, if you fast forward to 2020 now, um, I have wholesale with four different local businesses, Um, some which unfortunately have been affected right now. So Mm -hmm. the products Mm -hmm. aren't in there simply because they're not, you know, able to be open full time. Yeah. Um,
1: Now the kids were, so 2012, I mean, we're we're talking eight years ago, the kids were still pretty young then. I mean, they were, they were still quite young. Um, You're looking at, I mean, now just to kind of put reference at it, your youngest is a senior in high
0: school now. Right. So at that
1: point in time, really young.
0: Yes. Yes. So one of the things, like I said, was important to me was managing time. So I learned very quickly how to budget my time to find a balance between I am a runner and that is what keeps Mm -hmm. me going. And that's Mm -hmm. actually how I think a lot. With baking and ideas and cake decorating it just kind of comes to me so it was a balance between you know if I have to get up at five in the morning sometimes or <laughs> if I don't do what I need to do until seven o'clock at night and work until 10. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very appreciative that I could find that balance and you know be able to plan and come up with a timeline and you know listing things out every single day of what I had to do and crossing them off the mm-hmm. list. So yeah, And
1: your kids are very active in sports. So it was pretty important to you that you be able to participate in that aspect of their life too. Be supportive and 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 be at as many games as you could possibly be at. And often you um you were kind enough to help them with fundraisers too.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. I think I really had my hands in a little bit of everything. Um, there was a point in time where I was on the board. Um, for Guthrie Corning Hospital for their auxiliary, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the PTA, and like you said, fundraising for (laughs) swimming for lacrosse. Um, I absolutely wouldn't. Change or give up any part of that because you know someone told me once when they hit junior high, don't blink.
1: Yeah, um, and
0: I always kind of paid attention to that. And I truly, well, now that I have one that is grown and twenty-five and working, and one that's a senior in college, um, and then a senior in high school. Um, I'm so glad that I did it the way yeah. that I did, um, without a storefront with controlling mm-hmm. every aspect, even if it meant, you know, taking that little bit of extra time because, mm-hmm. you know, life is so precious and yeah, I wouldn't change a single thing about it. And especially with now, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Right. Right. So,
1: so when you decided to launch in 2012, things had like some of the carpooling had lightened up, some of the things from kids had lightened up just a little bit. Um, so you felt that you had the time. What was your vision for the? And and your boys must just before I even get into what your vision was. Your boys are seeing this and seeing that you can run this business and still be involved in their lives. I mean, you're setting a great example mm-hmm. for what they can look at. What other women are capable of doing and You know, you're the CEO of your company. And so they're looking at it from that perspective. And I'm sure they were very much a part of that vision. I mean, you've already said they they were the most important thing. Like, that's what you wanted to center around. But when you wanted, when you got going with Mud Pies and when you launched it, um, I know you said keep it small, go to a couple farmers markets. But what was your, you know, if money wasn't a barrier, what would you want Mud Pies or would you have wanted Mud Pies to look like?
0: Um, you know, it's kind of funny in looking back. I enjoyed doing and could make people happy. Mm -hmm. Um, To me, it wasn't about necessarily making money, it really was giving a part of something that I'm, I'm good at, very good. um, that I love doing, um, and sharing it with others. And one thing that I found out, um, very quickly within the first year was people that would come back or would stop by, they would say, could you make this gluten-free or could you make this mm-hmm. vegan or could you do this? So I started finding a need, mm-hmm. um, that wasn't here at that time. Mm-hmm several years ago. And I was like, you know what, I might as well educate myself, figure it out, because I feel that everybody should be able to enjoy something. Mm -hmm. So I started adapting um, a lot of the favorite things um, that people liked or requested. And that really took off from Mm -hmm. there. So still to this day, um, I adapt items for people. Yeah.
1: I love that because I do know that when you and I have worked together in the past on selecting the the cookies that we want to give to clients, um, the, the breadth of selections that are available, we're almost like, where do I even start? Yeah. Um, and the pecan... Uh, I think it's strawberry pecan. I think that was Mm -hmm. what you did. Oh my gosh. Yep. They are sinful. They're shortbread cookies for anybody that's listening. And I can't have them near me. Like if a package is open, it's gone. Like I cannot have them.
0: They are sinful to me. So my youngest calls them strawberry heaven to be exact. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely have their favorites. And as this business has grown, now, mind you, they are not real happy because it has taken back from my time in cooking for them. (laughs) So they, they know that, you know, there's like the do not touch areas that they can't venture into and they definitely have their favorites and their names for them. (laughs)
1: Like strawberry heaven. I totally get it. Like
0: strawberry heaven.
1: So that's Kale's name. That's what Kale calls it. Yes. That's cool. Yes. So yes. I, yes, I would, I would agree with him. You tell him Amy agrees. Um, now have the kids given you any um, inspiration in particular areas, uh, you know, like for birthdays or for any kind of event that they've had that they've said, well, I'd really
0: like something that has this and this and this in it. And then you found that like lots of other people really like it too so in general like most people they know what they like whether you're a chocolate person a vanilla Mm -hmm. person a peanut butter person um each one of them has their specific favorites Mm -hmm. but they have come up with actually cal is a little bit creative he's had me put some combinations together that i wouldn't have thought of (laughs) Um, and then after trying them, I'm like, okay, this works. So, yeah.
1: So, so he's your sidekick.
0: He's point. my sidekick. Well, he just—he's like more or less the taste tester
1: um, <laughs> of certain things. Sure, so, he hates that job. Hates it. Hates it. Hates mm-hmm. it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, now. You mentioned your parents. They were involved very early on in forming what we would call your vineyard or your ideas or your concepts behind it. Um, mm-hmm. Did they, were they creative? I mean, you said they were good in the kitchen, but were they creative bakers as well?
0: Um I would tend to say, you know, my mom baked and she enjoyed it. Um, My my dad's side of the family, I got a lot of baking from. They have um, a German background. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a few recipes that have passed down from my grandmother and her, my great, great grandmother um, that have been unique, um, specifically the Kugelhof Mm -hmm. um, that has been passed down that is a favorite um, Mm -hmm. for... A lot around the holidays, and then sometimes people order it for brunches. So explain what the Kugelhof is. So there's two different forms of Kugelhof, and one you can do with fruit in it, um, which I typically not a, a favorite of mine I usually don't do that I just don't like the combination of it um so mine is I do a chocolate which I adapted a chocolate because if you have vanilla you have to have a chocolate version hmm. it can be a dessert cake but I would consider that in any time of day whether it's for breakfast um Coffee, tea, and afternoon snack. It is a very moist sponge style um, bunt cake dusted with powdered sugar. Um, it's very light um, and texture. it just has a very unique, uh, flavor, I think is the best way to describe it. It's not too sweet. So, um, my husband actually doesn't have a huge sweet tooth and that's one of the things that if I do have it in the house, he, he has a hard time staying away from. <laughs> <laughs> so his
1: strawberry heaven is, <laughs> yes, is the kugelhof <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. we all have that. We all have one of those things that we can't yeah. keep in the house. when we think about all of the organizations that have been impacted by covid, um yes, you know lots of organizations have shut down, but your business went to nothing, right? I mean, you basically had to shut your business down for a little while. and the benefit, I guess you want to say of the way that you've set your business up is that, yes, you weren't functional, but you were you
0: didn't have that overhead either, right yeah you know it was it was bittersweet um you know like I said my business is what keeps me going because I absolutely love everything that I do um but extremely thankful um you know that I didn't have that overhead um very appreciative of that now um mm-hmm. as hard as it was to do that to you know to shut down um it, it was a You know, when it was a force, and then it was a decision to make simply because, you know, the basic needs. Um, at that time were very hard to get, especially, you know, in my business, there's certain flowers that you use for certain things. Um, You know, eggs, you know, at one point in time were also difficult to get. So I also made the conscious decision to stay closed a little bit longer, one, because of my family and protecting my family and also for others. And I didn't feel right about, you know, going out and trying to find flowers and eggs and, you know, some of the things that people basically needed to survive. Um, I made the choice that, you know, I want people to be able to use these to survive instead of me making cakes, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a treat, you know, not necessarily a, a survival food. Mm-hmm. So I made that decision too. And I felt good about that. It was hard. Um, but again, you know, I was trying to look at the bigger picture.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now
0: you're back up and operating,
1: um, not at full speed ahead, I guess you want to say, but you're back up and operating, uh, are things picking back up for you? Are you starting to see more orders come
0: in? So I opened back up in May. Um, and at that point in time, Um, I was able to do most of the things that I have on my on the broad menu. Um, Some things I still could not simply because of trying to get certain supplies in. Um, And clients were absolutely wonderful, you know, completely understanding Mm -hmm. in that aspect. Now I'm pretty much am able to create everything that I have Um, and I would say it's not it's definitely not full speed um, as I only have you know currently one of my wholesale places that's just started feeling comfortable um, with pulling stuff back in three of the other ones you know still are not so it's it's still challenging in many ways Um, so it's affected you know it just all trickles down now if people are
1: interested in ordering they can actually order directly directly from you, you have a website mudpies.com that they can go out and actually order directly from and you'll ship them if, if it's something that's possible to be shipped. Um, some of the things that you have are not, I don't think they ship that well, Correct, right?
0: yeah. So the website is bakingmudpies.com and there's order forms um, listed throughout um, each and every page. I've built order forms directly into them so it's very easy to order and to see what you want. Um, yeah, I ship within New York State, Certain certainly, you know, a little tricky to ship cakes and things like that. But mm-hmm. yeah, the cookies, um, brownies, especially the shortbread cookies, which you referenced earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, all those things. Should,
1: yes,
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: those two molasses cookies they they got me daughter-in-law of the year
0: (laughs) hey you can't argue with that yeah so i do curbside pickup um i also deliver so you know i try to make it work as as best as I can, you know, for the clients and for myself.
1: Along the way, as you've been thinking about forming, you know, when you were thinking about forming this company and when you were forming the company, was there any books that you read that sort of gave you some direction about the formation or was it really more, I just need to try this and I need to try it that way?
0: You know, I literally built this from the ground up and the aspect of, I kind of just put everything together as I went, you know, I had ideas, I had a plan, but, you know, as you know, things don't always go as planned and you have to change course. So it was ever changing. I was constantly reinventing, constantly involving. So, so there wasn't any specific book, um, you know, other than I did take, you know, I've taken classes up at King Arthur Flower in Vermont, and that's where I got some of my education. Um, mm-hmm. I did have a book that I will reference um, before I actually even started the business. Um it was from a pastry chef that my sister-in-law got me as a gift because she knew how much I loved baking. And she said, I really thought that this was you. And I typically, the tagline on Mud Pies LLC is creatively baking back to the roots. Mm -hmm. And as I mentioned before, I grew up out in the country, constantly exploring foods and mixing things together. So to me, that's what my products are. I've taken, you know, the wholesale, some things that I learned. And instead of, you know, kind of going on the latest craze, you know, I do dessert cakes, Mm -hmm. everything that I do involves natural, unprocessed, you know, foods as much as I can. Um, Mm -hmm. So this book um, is called the Passion for Baking, and it's written by Marcy mm-hmm. Goldman. Um, and she is just that down-to-earth baker that is very easy to follow. In the sense of, you can do so much with a few different things. So, mm-hmm. she, in reading her book, it just kind of, you know, got my brain thinking in all different directions. Mm. Wow, I could do this. I could do that. So she was kind of—I don't want to say necessarily an inspiration, but just watching watching what she did and what she turned into. And I kind of followed her philosophy. Yeah,
1: I I truly believe in in the idea that if if he can see it or if she can see it, then he or she can be it, right? Because yeah. I I think often we get within our own little bubble sometimes, and we don't believe that we have the capability of doing something. Yes. Just because you no, know, we don't know anybody that's done it or done it well. And mm-hmm. so when you when you read a book like that and you think, wow, look at what she did, I can do that. Like, I can yeah. I can do that. I can make that work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an inspiration, right? And Absolutely. and so others others that are thinking about like small businesses or whatever. Now you know they they see what you've been able to do and can use your. Um, success in my opinion success um as an influencer and a way that they can do what their dreams might be because when you guys initially um decided to do that well not initially along the way decided to do this your orders started to be larger and larger larger and that meant that yes you were gonna have to do something about that the kitchen Mm -hmm. that you were working on of just wasn't quite cutting it, was it?
0: Right. No, it was, I need another oven. I need another (laughs) mixer. I need another fridge. I need another freezer. Yeah.
1: So there was some financial investment that went into this as well that you know to allow you to have the volume that you you needed or were getting really uh, in the whole in the whole process yes. and, and in your case um, you actually did it right out of your home so yes. that made it even uh, more friendly to the environment that you were trying to keep it in which I just think is amazing if there was something that you've learned throughout this process and I always use the words like replant if there was something you could replant um, what would that be what would you do differently? Because I think we always learn something from Mm. our, our journey.
0: You know, I'm not, honestly, I'm not really sure if there would be, there was a point in time where we thought about, you know, a small storefront mm-hmm. and I still kind of go back to that a little bit, you know, should I have taken that step? Should I not? Because, you know, being operating out of my home does create, you know, other difficulties in the sense of I'm not a visual presence out there. Mm-hmm. Um So, you know, my business comes from, you know, Facebook, people seeing me word of mouth is a huge growth for my business. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. wholesale, even with my stuff in wholesale, people are like, Oh, okay that's you or oh okay I Mm -hmm. didn't know that Mm -hmm. um so I still kind of question that sometimes if I should have taken that step and done something very small um but at the same time I'm very proud um that I've kind of done it my way and I've done it what's worked for Mm -hmm. the family um Mm -hmm. and I don't regret I really don't regret any part of that um, so whether or not I'll ever really take that step, I don't know. Um, cause I, I'm, I'm happy with where I'm at right now once the kids leave home and I'm officially an empty nester <laughs> well, I'm not quite sure what that's going to look like yet but um,
1: we'll have you back on to tell you tell us what that journey looks like
0: <laughs>
1: oh yes yes <laughs> what is one of the, the last two questions that I always ask people um, one is because everybody has such a different definition of it and often it's, it has nothing to do with finance but what is your definition of success
0: to me I think my my definition of success is when I ask myself the question, am I happy? Am I satisfied with where I'm at in my life, what I'm doing with my family, what I'm doing for myself, what I'm doing for my business? Um, I don't put a huge importance. Um, you know, as obviously finances are very important, you know, from mm-hmm. a living perspective and being able to sustain everything and you know, saving for the future, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, COVID Mm -hmm. has put that in perspective for many people. Um, I do feel successful because I feel like I have found the balance in my life. Um, I've created something that I'm happy with. I love doing. I'm proud of, you know, be it very small or very big. I do think Mm -hmm. in a way it's kind of in the eye of the beholder. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I think if you can be happy with what a person has done and, you know, just being satisfied and content and constantly moving forward. Yeah. I think your products are success personally. Right? Thank <laughs> and, you. And the final
1: the final question that I love to ask people is really what we call our nourish your vine section of the podcast, where we take just a few minutes for our guests to provide um, the listeners with maybe the number one financial lesson that they learned in their lives. And it can be, you know, like advice that you were given, or it can be um, a lesson that you learned the hard way, the, the school of hard knocks way or whatever. But if there was just one lesson or one piece of advice that you could pass on to the listeners, what
0: would that be? Be disciplined. Um, you know, it's especially, um, you know, when you have cycles where things are good, you um, you know, you can plan as much as you can for the vacation, for the extra house project, or for something for your business that you want to expand on, but you mm-hmm. can never foresee when that accident or when that trouble is mm-hmm. going to come. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's very easy to get caught up in things. So I would say being disciplined with finances, with what you're doing, and being mm-hmm. prepared for that unexpected. So you know, if it does happen, mm-hmm. you have something to stand on. Um, mm-hmm.
1: I love that. Yeah, yeah, discipline. Um, that's not something that. That's a excellent point. When we talk to people about automatic savings, in a lot of ways, you know, like get it out of your hands, get it into an account you don't often use. It's that that kind of the same concept behind it is plan for that rainy day. It will happen. It, it will. Yes. And um, and it always happens at what seems like the worst time. Uh, I always mm-hmm. say things go in threes. So so for example, um, we'll use the kitchen as an example. If your refrigerator goes, I'm pretty sure your stove and probably your dishwasher or microwave is going to grow. They always yeah, go in threes.
0: Yes, I found <laughs> that to be true too. I'm like, when something, it does. I definitely see it in two or threes. It's like, well, okay, where's the next one? Okay, we hit three, that's yeah. it. No mores is allowed. Yep.
1: <laughs> so, so planning for all of those to hit is, is really critical in things so I, I love that be disciplined um a piece of advice now i do want to give you a chance to tell people where they can follow you on instagram and on facebook and on your website so that you can um you know so that they can try some of these delicious and maybe even some of the places that you wholesale so if they're local to corny that they could come and taste your good stuff yeah
0: thank you so On Facebook, uh, you can follow me at uh, facebook.com backslash mudpiesllc. And that is my most up-to-date and current form of getting my information and products out there. I post what I do for clients. I post where they can find me if I'm going to be at a farmer's market, um, where I will also post you know, sales and promotions that I do, um, as well as when I deliver to um the wholesale places. Um, so that's a way for people to know where they can find me. Instagram, I am actually under um, Susan Clayman Bartone and then you will see mud pies LLC affiliated with that and there I post lots of fun pictures um, I will also put up basically sort of the same information as Facebook um, but a little mm-hmm. bit shorter detail um, mm-hmm. and then again the website is bakingmudpies.com and that is where you can find about me my journey um, I have a calendar on there of availability that clients really appreciate so they can mm-hmm. go on there and say oh she's free no she's not. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They can order off of there and lots of pictures. Of course, there's lots of pictures everywhere. So people can get a feel of, you know, what I do, what I can create. Mm -hmm. And you also do for events, right? But you just have to have enough notice if
1: if people want stuff for events.
0: Absolutely. I do a lot of um, royal icing sugar cookies. Um, Those are a a big trend, especially around the holidays for gift giving. Um, I have done it for um, ASMS, I've done, um, logo cookies for, um, retirement parties, like at the Corning (laughs) Children's Center, um, weddings, you know, for favors. So Uh those are a big trend. And then also, you know, just for events in general, um, I've done some up at the college and, all sorts of all sorts of different adventures that are fun yeah well thank thank you so much
1: for being a guest and for the little hiccup that happened in the middle um for for hanging out there (laughs) we really appreciate it and we will post all of that contact information in the show notes and is there an email address that you
0: like people to reach out to you on as well yes absolutely so other than um each of those websites uh in facebook and social media places List um, a phone number and an email address. But the email address, if you just want to reach out to me directly is mudpiesllc at yahoo.com. Great. Well, again, thank you for taking time out of your baking schedule and sharing
1: a glass of wine with us. And we look forward to um, tasting some more of that relatively soon.
0: Yes. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. That was a lot of fun.